What's going on, guys? This is Gary of Josh and Gary. Hope everybody's doing well. This is the Let's Talk Soccer podcast. And let's see, today is the 8th of January. We're already a week into January, guys. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic new year. Happy holidays all the way around. Um, We're in 2019, like it or not. Um, And we're also just upon the start of game week 22 in our favorite fantasy football, which is fantasy Premier League. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today as I drive home from work. Um, Before I do, first of all, thank you for listening to this. Um, If you have subscribed to this podcast on on iTunes, thank you so much, or sorry, on Apple Podcasts, Thank you so much. Um, if you haven't, please do. And tell your friends about us, too. Um, you know, we do this for fun, but but we like to see that there's an audience out there and people enjoy and consume the content that we put out. And we like to have fun. And uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm Gary. I'm the father of a 14-year-old uh, aspiring youth footballer. Um, he's quite a good player and extremely knowledgeable about the game. Um, knows lots of uh, data points and statistics, knows a lot of history of the game, and he is a very, very smart uh, strategist when it comes to FPL. So he's always a joy. Now that school has kicked back in for him, um, we'll have to coordinate him on another podcast. Um, his name is Josh. Um, and so we tend to do this podcast together. And as far as I know, we're the only real father and son, uh, team that does, um, an FPL podcast. We also have an FPL related Instagram account, just at let's talk soccer. Pretty simple to find. Uh, in addition to fantasy stuff, we also focus very heavily on the Premier League, as you would expect, as well as other things happening in the world of football, uh, the World Cup was a really um, popular time for us, and we put a lot of content out around that, which was kind of cool. And we have about close to 26,000 followers there, which leads me to, if you do follow us on Instagram, thank you so much for helping us grow to that huge number. had no expectations or ideas or goals that that was ever going to happen. Um, But now that we're there, we do want to keep growing. Um, kind of cool. And, you know, we just want to keep seeing the numbers go up, up and up. Um, so if you don't follow us at let's talk soccer on Instagram, please do. And same sort of thing. If you do tell your friends about it, uh, tag them forward, some of our content to them, or just outright ask them demand, demand. I say that, um, that they follow us on Instagram. We also, this season, a few months ago, started to collaborate with another FPL-related entity. Um, Their name is FPL FPL Football Advice. You can find them online, on the internet, at footballadvice.co.uk. Great website, lots of good content there, and we have become weekly contributors, either writing our own Um, individual articles focusing on a specific topic and or 
we also contribute to a weekly Q and A, um, along with some other FPL um, accounts. And this week is no different. We're we're doing a Q and A on game week 22, including questions like um, which Man City asset is the best to have. You'll have to go to the the article to see who we answered. Um, and between Kane, Aubameyang, and Aguero, which one would you rather have? And there's a few other questions there, too. Um, so you'll get our take and a couple other takes as well. We have also posted a link to that article. If you go to our Instagram stories, click the See More button, or I guess the See More text, and it will take you directly to that article as well. All right, so enough about that. Let's just... Let's just go straight into game week 22. So game weeks, what, 18, 19, 20, 21, those four game weeks were just insane, right? So uh, each team had four games over a 13 or 14 day, you know, basically a two-week period. So there were rotations, there were injuries, everything that you would expect to happen. Um, And it really, really wore on some of us. Um, On paper, we have a fantastic team. Um, actually very, very happy with our team, except for the part where it didn't generate, uh, as many points as we would have liked and, and even came in below average for one week. So kind of a problem, um, because the, the goal really is to earn those points as good as our team was, um, or is, it just didn't generate the points that we wanted. So, um, lots of points were scored. Uh, during that two-week time span. It just, unfortunately, didn't seem to be with any of the players that we owned. Uh, and so we're going to talk about wild card in a minute. But now that the chaos has sort of gotten back down to a manageable level, we've had a little time between game week 21 and upcoming game week 22. Let's focus and take a breath. Breathe with me. <sighs> Let it out. Okay. Here we go into game week 22. So, as we always advise, if you can, force yourself to wait to make your transfers. We know you're tempted. You know, people want to avoid price changes either up or down. Uh, People get really caught up in that. People get caught up in the hype. Uh, All of a sudden, there's a lot of hype because, you know, uh, player X, you know, scored a couple of great goals in an FA Cup match and player B didn't, so, you know, we're going to get player X onto our team, and player B is almost certainly going to be benched in game week 22 because he played 85 minutes in his FA Cup match, and he played terribly, you know, that kind of stuff, because, you know what, that normally doesn't really work out, and the, um, the math just doesn't add up on those sorts of things, so that's why we tell you to wait. Another good reason to wait is during weeks that have FA Cup matches or EFL Cup matches um, or Europa or um, Europa League matches or Champions League matches, um, injuries happen. So all of a sudden now you've, you've transferred on a player, maybe wasted your one tree transfer, maybe even took a hit to get a player or two onto your team and all of a sudden he's injured. Um, because of a domestic or European uh, tournament match. So we want to help you avoid that. And at the end of each week, 
in the normal week, like the one we have coming, uh, the manager of each team will have a press conference and there he will, you know, uh, address any injury concerns, player statuses, uh, maybe even comment on, uh, you know, players either being well prepared going into the match week or maybe not, things like that. So you can really sort of get some clues. Some managers are very vague, like Pep Guardiola doesn't really say a whole lot. He just sort of leaves you guessing even more. Um, but others are a little more direct. And so um, those are good. And we report those uh, big happenings um, on our Instagram and through our Twitter account, which is at Let's Talk Soccer 2. And that is the number two at the end of that. Okay, so some tips of what to do. Um, couple other tips. Got to have a reliable bench. I know there's a temptation to, you know, uh, get Speroni as your uh, bench goalkeeper or, you know, get uh, Peltier um, as your bench defender. But you've got to. If, if, not, if you didn't learn anything over, you know, between game weeks 18 and 21 – at least you learned that um, that your bench is important to a degree. Now you're not supposed to obviously spend a prime, you know, a, an overwhelmingly large amount of your budget there, but you do need to spend a little, invest just a little bit of money because even if you're going to get nothing but two points from those players, then it's two points you didn't have, and those two points can actually make a pretty decent sized difference in um, your game week rank and your overall rank, because everything is additive. So two points here, two points there. Those start to add up over 38 game weeks, right? All right. Um, wild card. Mentioned that a minute ago. We've, we're taking a couple polls. One is on Instagram. Uh, one is on Twitter. Instagram one uh, version, about 13% of people, as of right now, we just posted it this morning, um, so about what, uh, 10 hours ago, uh, 13% of respondents said that they have or they will play their wild card going into this game week. On Twitter, it's a little higher. It's more like uh, in the low 20s, like 2021, um, that will use it prior to game week 22, which is fine. There is, you know, I guess ideally uh, you want to use it when the January transfer window has closed uh, because you may lose a player going out on loan or just completely traded from the club, um, or you may find that a player you really like um, is now coming into the Premier League and onto um, into a situation where he will play a lot and has a potential to earn points and you like him on your team. So if you can, wait, but... I think those four game weeks in two real weeks um, you know, exposed a lot about everybody's team. So I don't blame you if you have already used your wild card or if you're planning to use it. I think we are in that group of managers who will most likely activate their wild card before this game week deadline. Uh, like we said, it just exposed too much about our team and just not getting the contributions from players that we would normally expect. And this is not a, um, 
a knee-jerk, oh, well, they had one bad game, so I'm going to drop them from my team sort of thing. This is just sort of we're starting to see a bit of a pattern. So it's time to make some changes. Um, let's see. What else? All right, so some wild card tips. Balance your team appropriately. So that means in all your field positions, including goalkeeper, and a little bit on the bench too, like we just talked about, make sure you're, you're balanced. At the end of the day, you want to put the players out there that are going to score the most points. That's what this is all about, right? So, you know, if you are facing a dilemma between, say, Salah and Snodgrass, I'm just making this up, Salah and Snodgrass, or um, Mane and David Silva, you know, let's just say that the prices are about equivalent. Um, you need to decide which pairing is going to result in more points for you. We're enough game weeks into the season where you kind of know who's putting forth what kind of points. Uh, you can look at things like points per match and things like that and get a really good sense of um, ultimately uh, of the players that I plan to start on a regular basis, who is going to generate the most points for me. And that's really how your decisions, you know, if you take all the emotion out of this and subjectivity out of it, that's really how this should be played. Um, of course, with a look to the future as well. Um, speaking up, plan for the long term. Don't be short-sighted. I know it's easy to look at, uh, you know, the Game Week 22 fixtures and make your entire wild card plan based on that. And even just your transfers in general. Um, unless you have a real plan of, I'm going to transfer in this player just for Game Week 22 because um, he's got a really great matchup this weekend, and then I fully plan on transferring him out to pick up another player uh, for Game Week 23 and moving forward. So that's fine, too. But with something like Wild Card, you really want to look beyond just the immediate game week or two and go, say, five to ten uh, weeks deep uh, and even further. Um, you know, some teams have sort of front-loaded their difficult matches and now are faced with really good FDRs for the majority of the rest of the season. So take a look at those guys um, and think about putting them on your team, and again, look at points per match by the players. That is where your points are coming from. There's really nothing else to it. You've got two considerations. One is budget, and two is how many points uh, do I forecast that the players that I'm about to put on my team will generate? That's really it. That's all we need to worry about. Everything else uh, doesn't really matter a whole lot. All right, so who's on our watch list and who are some players that we're considering for our wild card team? And these are all just sort of intermingled. Um, and we'll go position by position here. All right, goalkeepers. Allison is away at Brighton for game week 22. He is uh, most certainly uh, a consideration, strong, strong consideration, strong contender uh, for the set and forget goalkeeper on our team. We had a bit of a rotation strategy up until now, but I think we're just going to go. It's kind of hard to argue uh, with Allison and Liverpool's uh, successes. Other goalkeepers to consider. 
um, either for Game Week 22 or for um, your more long-term wildcard team. Schmeichel uh, this weekend is at home against Southampton. Keppa is at home this weekend against Newcastle. Ederson at home against Wolves. A lot of people thinking that Wolves might uh, score at least a goal, so that'll be interesting. Um, especially with uh, Man City winning uh, the the match against Liverpool two to one, and uh, now Liverpool uh, taking another loss to Wolves, ironically enough, um, in the FA Cup match. It will be interesting. You know, I think Man City, the Shark team as they've been dubbed, uh, is smelling some blood in the water, and I think they're going to attack. So I, I really think they're going to put forth a strong showing um, at home against Wolves. But I also think that Liverpool are going to bring the hurt uh, to Brighton as well because this all of a sudden, the race is back on. Um, and Etheridge is our final goalkeeper on this list who's at home against Huddersfield. Defenders, Kolasinac been really impressive lately. It's, he's not just a one-game wonder like some players are. So I think, um, you know, he gets our seal of approval moving ahead. Um, from Liverpool, three defenders really stick out to us. Uh, Van Dyke, Alexander-Arnold, and Robertson. So um, of the group, TAA being the uh, most affordable and a, a fantastic value, quite honestly. He is um, currently on our team and will stay on our team uh, when we do or if we do wild card. Um, Juan Basaka, great value. Even if he's on your bench, you know, you bring him out a few times a season. Uh, he, he's he been playing well. He hasn't put up a ton of points, um, although he did have a clean sheet uh, last game week. But um, he's looking good. So the opportunities to bring more points forth are definitely there. So he's just got to convert a little bit, and um, and he's looking good. So another player that will remain on our team. Uh, a couple of Leicester City players, Pereira and Chilwell, both looking good, really getting in those advanced positions. And really in defenders, that's what you want. You want those um, those wingbacks. You want those, those left backs and right backs who get forward and have the ability to uh, get some direct involvement in goals and is also on a great team defensively that can also bring home some clean sheets. That's sort of the, the holy grail of defenders in FPL. Um, let's see, from Chelsea, I've got three here as well. Alonso, Luis, and Espilicueta. Uh Alonso is starting to regain his form, and I think he will very soon show his worth again. A lot of people... A lot of managers uh, transferring him out. A lot of people doubting his value and his worth, but I think he's um, he's starting to show that um, that he is worth the money. So he will stay on our team as well. Digne is a player that we haven't had on our team yet, but um, he will be on our team moving forward. And Laporte um, seems like Mendy will be back in maybe just a few more weeks, a little sooner than originally expected. So. Um, you know, you may want to look a little out in the future and maybe hold a spot for Mendy somewhere. Um, but in the meantime, Laporte, I really do think Man City is going to get their act together and uh, become sort of the, the defensive uh, 
you know, blockade that they were a little earlier in the season. All right, in midfielders, we've got um, from Man City, as we're talking about them, David Silva, Raheem Sterling, and Bernardo Silva. Now, I know that Bernardo, you know, people are talking that he's going to start getting rotated now that David Silva and, um, and KDB are back. But, man, if you watched him in that Liverpool match, and he's really been playing like this for the majority of the season, he is just – he's a fantastic player. Um, he's running around the field with more energy than anyone else has out there. He's getting himself in positions to contribute to goals, if not score them himself. Um, and Pep has recognized that he's publicly said how pleased he is with Bernardo Silva. Um, and I, I kind of foresee Pep finding a more permanent spot in that midfield for him somewhere. He's certainly given, um, Pep a lot to think about at the very least. Um, from Liverpool, Salah, of course, and Mane. They haven't looked great lately in both um, the league match against Man City and in the FA Cup match against Wolves. But, you know, players go through slumps and cool periods. So, you know, they've just kind of hit them together and they'll be back. Not to worry. Um, Hazard, a lot of people wondering if he's a bit of an FPL troll. I don't think he is. Um, he's what I think second, maybe third on the list of top scoring midfielders. So I'm not quite sure how anyone can say he's a troll when he's scoring that many points. Um, from Everton, Richarlison and Sigurdsson. Um, I actually think Sigurdsson's been playing better than Richarlison, but Richarlison has that ability to turn around and, and score a couple or three goals in any given game. Uh, Felipe Anderson has been very impressive. Um, even with Arnautovic back, um, now it just gives Anderson um, someone to feed some assists to. So I see that as nothing but a plus. Um, and now that Arnie is injured again, I think he has a, a back problem. Um, maybe Felipe takes an even more advanced role and even scores a few on his own. Uh, let's see, who else? Erickson from Spurs. He's been looking great, um, scoring goals, uh, giving assists, and I just see him continuing to do that more and more, especially when Sun is leaving for the Asian Cup after this Game Week 22 match with Manchester United. Uh, Pereira has been impressive, and he's very affordable, uh, one of the most affordable on this list, in fact. And then from Manchester United, Martial and Pogba, both looking good. Martial, the cheaper option of the two. Um, and I think both of them and, and the entire Manchester United team, for that matter, just a resurgence with OGS. So I see them uh, catch, continuing the fire that they've caught and um, putting up big numbers, uh, both as a team and individually in FPL. Forwards, Aguero, love the guy. By far my favorite player in the Premier League. Just me uh, adding my, my own side commentary here. He's a great player. Yes, he plays less minutes than Kane and Aubameyang, but on a per-match basis, he's really close in terms of uh, points per match, and like we said, that's kind of really all that matters. And this is a guy who, you know, if you watch his games, he's had a goal uh, in a couple of matches, but he, had he converted some, he's hit the woodwork 
I think more than any of um, those other two that I just named, Kane and Aubameyang, uh, and, um, you know, a ton of shots. So he gets those to convert, and all of a sudden he's putting up massive hauls. Also on the list, Kane, of course, Rashford, of course, Mitrovic, I think a good value, and Fulham have a pretty, pretty favorable uh, set of fixtures over the next, um, you know, dozen or so matches. You know, a couple rough spots here and there and there, but everybody has those. But I think Mitrovic is a is a solid choice. And worst case scenario, you put him on your bench for um, the the difficult fixtures, and then you take him off and play him um, in the good weeks. Aubameyang, of course, on the list. Firmino seems to have really found his form. Uh, wouldn't have said that, you know, a couple months ago, but now it really seems that he has. Um, and like I said, Liverpool kind of need to find that fire that they had before they went on this little bit of a losing spree, uh, losing two games in a row, um, where they had been unbeaten until then. Uh, and I think Firmino will help them find that fire again. And then Jamie Vardy, um, we tend to forget about him, but I think he can also, I mean, he really is the focal point for Leicester City. Madison's not really doing a whole lot, so Vardy is their target man. And then lastly, uh, or almost lastly, in terms of captain options, Aguero, Salah, and Hazard. I, I sort of am reluctant to say Kane because... They're playing Manchester United, and, uh, man, you have just been been tough, and they've got a lot of momentum. Spurs do, too. But I think, you know, if you look at four, you know, the four players, Aguero, Hazard, and Salah, and Kane, I just think that, um, that those three, Aguero, Hazard, and Salah, have um, – have the more favorable matchups, and for game week 22, I think, are better captain options. Um, and um, I guess Aubameyang could be considered a captain, too, although I think I think what we're going to see is that Aguero, Hazard, and Salah will be the three most captain players in game week 22, maybe not in that order. I think it'll probably be um, Salah, Hazard, and Aguero in that order, but, um, you know, and of course, there's always differentials. There's Richarlison, there's, um, who else are good differentials? Um, Richarlison's a good one. David Silva's a good one. Um, I am really reluctant to select defenders as captains. I just think you got too much to lose there. Pereira is another good one. Sigurdsson, uh, who we mentioned earlier. So there's lots of differential options out there. Lastly, the FDRs for each of the 20 teams for the next three game weeks, for game weeks 22, 23, and 24, have been posted and then reposted, uh, just to have them a little in some more recent posts, um, at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram, and you'll find that there. So, uh, that's going to do it for this week. A lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Guys, we wish you nothing but good luck as you're activating your wild card as you're putting together your Game Week 22 teams, um, hit us up on Instagram. Just DM us. We make every effort we can to respond to everybody's DM um, at least once. 
can't sometimes get around to a second, third, fourth, fifth time because um, we do have some folks that are, you know, constantly sending us questions, which which we're fine with. We like a lot, in fact, but some we have to just sort of take people in the order that they come. So if we answer one of your questions and then, uh, you know, a few hours or a day later, you fire back another question, completely fine. Love it. Um, but you kind of go to the back of the line because now we're starting with um, with the people that sent us um, that sent us the DMs um, originally or or sooner than you did. Um, so we we try to not have people wait too long for us to respond. It's the only fair way to do it, quite honestly. So um, and we will continue to post your teams if you want feedback from our followers. We just um, run into situations where we're basically reposting the same team or, you know, 90% similar sort of team over and over again. And we try to avoid that because, um, really what you can do is take a look at, at those posts. And if your team is pretty similar, even if your team isn't that similar, but your, uh, front line, is very similar. Your midfield line is very similar. Your defensive line is very similar. You know, you can find you can find comments in there that will answer your specific questions specific to your team. Um, the teams don't have to look identical um, for you to find some of that. So a lot of times that's actually going to be quicker and a better resource for you um, than having people contribute to your post alone. You get sort of the benefit of looking at multiple posts and collecting lots of different feedback and tips. All right, now that's going to do it for us. Guys, we appreciate you sticking with us. Um, all the love in the world for you guys. Um, we wish you lots of points, and may your arrows be eternally green. And until next time, guys, this is Gary on behalf of me and Josh saying peace out. Goodbye.